Hello, I am Zelda Volkov and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. Without further ado, I want to introduce to you. This week's guest is Mayor Kay. Mayor is a podcaster, children's book author, and a dance enthusiast. His online presence focuses on making the world a more positive and better place. He gives actionable tips on how we as individuals can do more, do better, and be kinder. We hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to subscribe. Now, over to Zelda. Hello. Hey. I'm so happy and honored that you are doing this with me. Hey, Zelda. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to... uh, be able to be on your podcast and, uh, you know, converse with you. It's been a minute. How you been? Good. I'm doing good. I know it's such an honor for me because I, you know, you are such an amazing personality and I just want to tell you that you are someone that I look up to personally. You know, we both come from like a similar background, like Chabad and, you know, going in our own journeys, like coming together every single time I speak with you, I always feel illuminated. And Oh, wow. Thank you, and thank you for, for doing this conversation with me. Thank you. That means a lot. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm always excited to, uh, to delve into such topics, and uh, you have a, a way of, of, I think, communicating really great ideas, and you're an inspiration to many and to myself as well, the way you have embraced life to the fullest and living your truth, and that's a hell of a way to live. So it's, it's really great to be in your presence today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my podcast, the reason why I started it, is because I feel like there's, you know, so much success around us. We see like, you know, we, we follow successful accounts and people and, you know, going after their accomplishments and we look up to them, but we forget that they have challenges and they have struggles and they're human beings just like the rest of us, even though we don't see it necessarily all the time. And I feel like for someone like me that's always trying to grow and evolve, and then I get so hard on myself when I feel like I'm stuck or I feel like I am being challenged by something that I feel like, wait, I should have, I should not be dealing with this right now. I already grew out of this or I'm already like on a different level. And then, you know, that puts me in like a negative spiral or, you know, I forget yeah. that I'm human myself. So yeah. I did this podcast because I want to, you know, talk with successful people or people that have achieved or are growing in their, in their, you know, fields. And you are definitely, you know, an, an inspiration and someone that has, um, you know, created a lot. And I want to, to kind of delve into your challenges and the different tools that you um, used or do use currently to kind of, you know, overcome your, your challenges. So awesome. that's kind of the kind of what we're going to do here. So before, before we get into the challenges, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from and what you do? Great. Well, okay. So I'm Mayor K, aka Mayor Collinson, aka Mayor K. My stage name is Mayor K. It just rhymes with a great day. And that's like what I love to uh, embody in my life and try to share with others. So um, 
I was born in New York, grew up in Connecticut to a um, Orthodox home, a Chabad home, and I'm the oldest of three siblings. And in the home, I, I grew up with principles of, uh, of, of kindness, of respect, and uh, being there for other people. It, it was a really special space where my parents, I just always knew that if someone needed a place to stay or if they needed a, a meal for, for a weekend, they would be able to host and, and, and welcome them with, with open arms. And I think that was really embodied, was ingrained within me from a very young age. And as I carry through my early years and my adolescence, I, I had those principles as well as I always, I, what was percolating within me was uh, a, a, space, a place where I wanted to uh, grow into entertainment. I loved finding, a, finding ways to use my talents or my capabilities to be able to make people smile. And so I found, I found ways through whether it's performance, whether it's through singing, whether it's through dancing uh, at family functions or summer camp, overnight camps. I would always find ways to be able to like get on stage and to try to entertain the masses at all at one. Uh, and then that sort of spiraled into me um, having this curiosity for the world and which I fast forward a couple of years, I went traveling around the world after I got my rabbinical degree in Singapore. And that really opened my mind up to the, the beauty of the world, the different people and styles and communications and, and colors and smells and tastes of the world. And that and when I brought that back home, I realized that with all this new information instilled within me, I, I wanted to bring all these universal messages that I've learned through my travels, as well as from my childhood, and bring that through a form of entertainment, through a form of filmmaking, which has been a passion of mine since I was a young child. So fusing these worlds together was something I always wanted to do. And that, that sort of kicked off my USA career in filmmaking, entertaining, and now always finding new ways to spread that message. Now it's through uh, songs, as well as children's books. That's amazing. That's I saw that. That's recent, right? The the children's books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is all very recent. Uh, over COVID, it's my COVID baby. Over the lockdown back in early uh, 2020, I teamed up with a kid's book about, and we wrote a kid's book about optimism. And just recently, it was chosen as one of Oprah's favorite things, which is a pretty great accomplishment. I guess I'm a powerful way for it to be, enter the, the homes of many children around the world. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. That's so cool that to do that type of collaboration for children. I mean, I have three children of my own. I definitely have yeah. to read the book. That's, that's amazing. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Idea of what you said about fusing the different worlds, because I feel like many, especially many of the listeners that are going to be listening to this podcast are people that come from religious homes are either currently religious or currently not religious, but we try to constantly reconcile these different worlds. You know, like we grow up highly um, insulated, uh, many of us, and then we kind of go into the outside world and then we try to see what fits us, what doesn't, what we want to keep, what we don't, and try to figure out a way to do it that is in most, you know, alignment with our truth and our, and our soul as well. So your ability to kind of reconcile those, all those messages into a universal message for everyone, not just for you know, your audience yeah. is every, is beautiful. And um, I also always loved your ability to be so raw and vulnerable. Um, and especially, you know, in the world where we come from, a lot of it is, it's, it's always difficult. It's challenging, you know, sure. the impression we make and the image that we have to portray. What keeps you, you know, kind of in line with your, with your truth? That's a great question, Zelda. What keeps me grounded in my truth is it's going through a journey in which when I don't do that, it gets very, very uncomfortable for me. So I think what it is for me, as I'm a slow listener, I need to get reminded time and time again, 
by my inner voice or the world or how I operate in the world to finally for a lesson to land for me. So, you know, for example, <clears throat> I spoke about this on, on, on the interweb on, um, on a mic drop where I've, you know, have battled with depression through my teens and twenties. Thankfully today, I don't live with that. However, it took a long journey for me to get to this part because, you know, there's something within me sort of like a swollen knee. The swollen knee is not an issue, right? It's not that, that that's not the issue. That's a sign that there's an injury and that should be taken care of. And so that's what I found through through my depressive states. It's not like I have to feel heal this idea of being sad. Sadness is just a feeling, but what's the message? What is it trying to teach me? And what's this pattern that's that's comes up in my life? And so when I when time and time again going through these challenges and issues and realizing that oh this is not working and that's not working and being tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired, and finally I was I was ready to commit to the journey and to the growth journey of really going to the core of the issue and finding out what it is that needs healing what is it that needs that i need to grow from and and that takes time and that takes effort and it's not going to be you know a weekend at a resort or at a, a program if we i think we a lot of people like to like point fingers at people who go to these programs or, or commit themselves to growth and say, wait a second, why are you still this way after six months or after a year or after this weekend? Because just like, and it, just like a shower, and this is a famous saying, I think by Zig Ziglar, just like you have to shower every day to clean, to stay clean, so too it comes to motivation and growth. Every single day you have to wake up and be committed to this process of becoming a, a more evolved and better human being, just comparing yourself from where we were yesterday. So, um, so for me, it was just this realization that if I wanna change the way I feel, um, I have to step on into the uncomfortability of, of growth and facing myself. And that's not something I do alone. That's something that I surround myself with really incredible people, uh, whether it's mentors, therapists, good friends, um, people who I could get real and down with. And it's, it takes a team able to fulfill my purpose and to be able to be of service to the highest degree possible. Right. That's amazing. And your, your whole personality is really one of service. So I think that you're, you know, it's amazing that you're able to constantly kind of like delve into that, into the, the service of others, because that really makes us feel so much more fulfilled, you know, when we give towards others. Um, 100%. That's, that's amazing. So what, yeah. what is, I, I know you touched upon, you know, the depression, but I don't know if, it, if it's the same answer, but what is something that you, uh, have struggled with or maybe even currently struggle with that you are overcoming and you use you know you have some tools or advice that has helped you one thing that's really come up for me recently and, and it's been a blind spot in my operations has been uh perfectionism actually um and and that plays out in a very um in a very deep way i didn't even realize that I was a perfectionist until recently because i would op i would the way i would operate would be let's say for an example, in business or in work, creativity, I would always have this, um, I always compare my projects to a, to this pedestal of perfectionism. Like, I'll be like, you know what, I'll put it out. Even though it's not perfect, I'll just put it out and, and move on to the next thing. And what that does is steals the joy of creation. It steals the joy of sharing. And in a way, it actually stole from me the enjoyment of the process because I was never really satisfied and happy with what I was doing because it was just never perfect. And I was always comparing it perhaps to other things that seemed to be perfect, not knowing what took place, what was left out and so on and so forth and, and other various projects. So when I realized that by me just comparing in my own mind, living in a world where perfectionism exists, 
I was stealing away so much joy and, and, and process that exists in the way, in the journey. So realizing that, to, so to break down the idea that perfectionism does not exist at all, whether it is in a project or whether it is in a relationship, um, really free me from the bondage of not A, just be able to produce more and create more, and, but more importantly, to be excited about where I am in the process of my creation and or in the process of my relationship because there is no more now comparing of other people or other scenarios. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't, it just does. And all we have, and all I have is the now, and all I have is right here, this person in front of me, this project in front of me, this process that I'm going through. And how exciting is that? It's an exciting, it really switches on this, this um, celebration of life and this excitement that I'm able to be in this very moment with this person or in this project that has never existed before and never will exist before. And all I have to compare it to is what we have today. Right. It's so true. And it's, it's so interesting what you said about perfectionism in terms of creativity, because I actually find it fascinating that it still didn't stop you from the process. You were still doing it. You were just not happy with the creation process. A lot of times people feel frozen because they're, you know, meanwhile, progress is better than, you know, done is better than perfect because perfect doesn't exist. But I find it still fascinating that it still didn't stop you, you know, didn't make you freeze in the process. You were still doing it. But in terms of relationships, that's very interesting because it's so true. You know, we always have this illusion of the future or what we don't have. Like it always feels better. It always feels more exciting. Um, and also even comparing to the good of past relationships versus to the, the entirety of what you have here versus like what was good. And, you know, we kind of like do like minus subtraction of like the stuff that we see and then we try to create and concoct like this model of complete yeah. fantasy. And we really don't get, get a chance to really, like you said, enjoy the present. And really also because we're not allowing ourselves to be so engrossed within the moment, we feel like we're, we're, we don't give the opportunity for the relationship to actually evolve into something beautiful because we're like, no, this is not going to be it. This is not going to be good. It doesn't have this. Meanwhile, that comes with time. That comes with real connection. That comes with real, you know, the space for that to grow. Yeah, hundred percent. And within the imperfect scenarios and within our imperfect beings, I found that I connect most deeply with my, with my partner. You know, it's, it's, it's in these moments of like, Oh, wait a second. You do that too. Or you've gone through that too, that, that we are able to foster like deep connection and conversation and, and relation to each other's, you know, challenges and, and wins in our life, you know? And of course it's not all about like, Oh, like staying in that challenge and like, Oh, I went through this and upping each other. Not at all. However, I think it's, it's a really deep way for us to build on each other and then be able to celebrate life um, from seeing how far we've come and help each other and heal each other through the process of, of living. That is very true. Also, making sure that two people are on the same healing journey because a lot of times one person is kind of like stuck or not involved and that kind of, you know, when we do connect um, something that we're recovering from or challenged by, and then a lot of times, you know, one person is accelerating their process and the other person's still stuck and then they feel like, oh, we're out of love, but really it's because their point of connection doesn't connect them anymore, you know? But with yeah. thing that you said about like, oh, you do this. It's like really at the end of the day, it's like that radical honesty of being able to be so comfortable with yourself and your process and being able to share that with the other person. Mm. And yes. then you realize that you really are more connected because you're not, you don't have an image to portray or to kind of, you know, to fall into this persona of perfection. 
which is interesting because it's like on the one hand, it's more attractive when someone doesn't have problems, but then that kind of creates this wall that, you know, divides the connection. Yeah, I think first few moments we realize, oh, how perfect would it be to be with someone who has no no issues, which obviously doesn't even exist. But I think that will only last about for about 10 minutes. I think life will get quite boring and stale. And it'll, you want to sort of punch that person in the face. He's like, <laughs> come on, man. What's going on? That's me, Mr. Positive here saying that. So like, I, I think there's a certain like, yeah, we, we, we live in a very real world and with real emotions and feelings and ebbs and woes and it goes up and the downs. And I think it's when we're, when we just realize, we let go of perfectionism, when we allow ourselves to just be, just to be, and, and to be able to process that and share that with others, whether it's in a romantic relationship or not. However, just, you know, recognizing that this is something that perhaps I battle with, or someone who's listening battles with, that awareness already releases you of, the, of that strain and that pressure. And I think one will find a lot more joy in whatever it is that they're doing or pursuing. Right, exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's really, it's ironic, you know, how we think that because we have this desire to belong, we think we need to be X, Y, and Z, but really that divides us. So it's, it's, it's such a, you know, a paradox. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's kind of what we learn along the way as we develop. Um, but, you know, yeah. we're all learning all of that. A hundred percent. When I came off uh, earlier in my, in my brand and my journey with my brand, I would come off as a very perfect, only happiness, only joy, only positivity, and not necessarily showing any deeper side to myself or to, to my message. And even though it helped, I think, a lot of people at the time, it also deprived a lot of people and myself to connect with, with, my, with my online uh, community in a, in a very in a deep manner, because there was like, oh, this guy is always happy, always perfect. And like, how is that possible? How do I attain that? I didn't really know myself and how to share that. I was too afraid to share that because honestly, I was afraid that people wouldn't connect with me or would be appreciate this like, you know, imperfect person. I was afraid that they needed, you know, someone that was perfect and like this was a safe zone for just happiness, positivity. Um, but then of course I realized that that was impossible to upkeep and portray forever. And, uh, and there was starting to, and there was cracks in my armor. And so once I was able to embrace that, you know, the light only exists with the darkness and vice versa. And, and not just, you know, not, not dark in a negative way. It's just these are part of life's, you know, it's, it's part of the, the makeup and construction of how, how God has created this world. Um, it gave people permission to be able to embrace their more like, you know, you know darker sides or, to, or the times where they're not necessarily happy. And it was able to, for me to be able to connect with people on a much deeper level because I was able to now say like, yes, I've been there too. I have gone through this too. Or, and be able to share advice and hear from other people. And, and it was able to really foster deeper connections, which wasn't necessarily, I, I, I shut down. I didn't allow when I wanted to have this perfect image. So I'm really grateful to be able to have been able to realize that through time and, and deconstruct that, open the vessel of just connection and, and, and a whole lot of growth for myself and people who I've, I've connected with throughout the years. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Because I know that, you know, being in the social media scene, it's in addition to just regular life that we, you know, we all deal with trying to um, fit in or conform, you know, as we're, you know, when we're younger. Um, having social the social media, you know, exposure puts on a whole lot more strain and more stress. So that ability to really be authentic and show your just the human side, you know, it's like I I don't know who said it, but there was like a story where um, someone's son was in yeshiva and he was having like a really bad time, <clears throat> like 
you know, failing and not buying himself to the work and the Rosh Hashiva called the father and said, like, you got to get your son out of this. Like, he's, you know, he's not doing well. And the father said, you know, if he was on a steady line, he would be dead. You know, the fact that we have ups and downs means we're alive, means we're, sure. it means we're growing. It means that, and that's truly, you know, a point of connection with other humans. Because I know for myself, even now, as I, you know, changed kind of the course of my, of what I do, and I'm a coach, it's, it's even more, like, I feel like more stressed because it's like, I have to show up as this, you know, coach that will inspire and motivate people. Otherwise, they're not going to hire me. Why would they want me to coach them if I can't get out of bed today, you know? But it's, mm-hmm. it's that real ability to say, yes, yeah, some days you feel burnt out. Some days I feel overwhelmed and stressed. And it's taking that knowledge and that awareness and saying, I'm still going to put one foot in front of the other, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, if you're feeling feelings, you're in a good place. You know, it's when we, when we stop feeling things or we start numbing them, then I think that's, that's an issue. Right, exactly. So to end off, what is something that you could... Um, share with our listeners that, you know, has helped you or, you know, like a point that can help them accelerate from where they are right now. Maybe they're feeling burnt out or stressed or anxious or afraid to, and, you know, they want to grow and they're, they're looking and they're hearing and they're listening um, something, you know, something of inspiration. That's a great question. I, some tools that have worked for me have been asking for help. I think that's a really big one. So I think uh, whether it's in a, in a personal or a professional manner, asking for help, reaching out to, to people that, you, that are in your space that you're interested in, asking them for advice, hitting them a message, being concise, maybe just keeping a short, sweet one or two questions, but really reaching out and, and, and not being afraid of rejection or not hearing back from them because you have nothing really to lose. So I think really asking, going online via Instagram or social media, use that as a tool for your own advantage and connect. Everybody's accessible now, especially now during COVID. Most people are home. Most people are working from home. No one's really just sitting around the world. And I mean, not to say that people aren't busy per se, but I think they're a little less busy or there is more time to be able to connect. So I would say asking for help and on a professional manner, on a personal manner, if you are stuck, if you're feeling down, there's no shame. And actually it's courageous to reach out, call up a friend, ask for help, whether that's through therapy. And, um, and I think it's really a, a, an important uh, tool that I've used and leaned on in a very, in, in a very real way. So I think that that's a, a massive step. I think another one would be, and maybe coincides with this, is, is to, there's something about the human condition that we like to self-sabotage ourselves. And when, when something is going well, to like get mess things up. And that could look for like for like different things for different people. But I think it comes down to what you mentioned was like, like radical honesty, um, being true to oneself and really being honest and, and being aware of what's patterns. And that could be hard when you're, when it's your own mind playing like you know to look out for that but also creates those problems so i think what it is is to really find yourself an accountability partner someone who can hold you accountable into the goals that you set for yourself and to achieve and and they, they can help you whether it's like hey did you do that phone call do you do that finish that email do you finish that project or hit that deadline or did you uh you know go for that run or jog or take that 10 minute uh, slot to meditate and and you do that for that person and and you what you realize is besides them helping you you in the, in the, in sort of that partnership role empowers you as a leader and you have your own responsibility for not just for yourself, but for your friend as well. And there's a lot of growth that takes place in that as well. Um, and last, I would say lastly, and this is something that's in our, in our tradition growing up, but I've only come to appreciate it now 
uh, as I, you know, I circle back to the self-help books and whatnot, but it's really routines, the morning routine and, and night routine, evening routine. And, you know, in Jewish tradition, we have, you know, Shema and, and within those prayers, there's that meditation. There's that time of, we give, we, we there's a prayer all dedicated to like letting go of resentments and forgiveness. And we go in and we reconnect with oneness to God and, and we prepare ourselves for the day, next day and how we, start the day is how we ended the day the night before. And in the morning, there's all the modani, gratitude and whatnot. So taking these concepts and sort of rechoosing them for myself has been tremendous in my way of operating in, in, throughout the day, whether at nighttime, I do take a moment to reflect on the day where I, you know, I've, I've could have done better, where I've, you know, if I've held on to anything that if I feel anybody's done wrong to me, whether it's something I could, I could take care of that night or the next day where I could let go, that really helps me sleep a bit more soundly. In the morning, I knock out a gratitude list. I thank God for returning my soul. I, and I really plan, I plan to execute my day in a space of where I meditate and then I, in a place of where I could just you know, be of service and, and, and just utilize my, the gifts that have been given to me to maximize, you know, the, maximize love and connection through people and throughout the world. That's beautiful. You're really a master of being able to kind of weave, you know, like the self-help, but with, with the, the Jewish uh, culture. That's beautiful. That's amazing. It's so powerful. Thanks. It's a great way to, to end this incredible conversation. I feel uplifted, Mayor. <laughs> awesome. I feel so too. I feel energized and ready to continue uh, rocking out this day. I really appreciate you making this time and, and taking your, t your time out of your days to create this platform and this podcast so people could, you know, hear inspiration, feel connected and, and grow through your journey and through others. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Have an amazing day. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Velda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.